to Pass the Popcorn, the movie review podcast. That's right, yet another movie review podcast on the internet. But here's what this podcast has that no one else does. Your hosts, Chris and Tim. Hello and welcome to Pass the Popcorn. Ooh, Pass the Popcorn. That was a long ooh there, Tim. (laughs) Ooh, we are like this is like you called me like maybe like twenty minutes ago. And you're like, <laughs> hey, hey, let's let's try to bang out the two movies that we saw, and guess what? We're doing it. We're doing it. So we want to get this out of the way. I guess uh, um, you got by the time this comes out, it'll you you'll have already gone to the the Rocky Run. Yes, that's Saturday. It's Thursday right now, and it's Saturday. Matt's flying up for it. We got me, my son, Matt, um, Dave, his son, Lou, Derek, uh, Scott, and Gene. Oh, and Matt's um, mom and dad are doing it. Any other Neozaz listeners? I don't think so. Just those two two that I know of, um, Scott and Gene, but that's that's all. Is it it Gene Gene Hendricks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Scott... Craig? Cherry, I think, or Craig? Scott Craig. Scott C. <laughs> Scott C. Bro, that's probably Scott Cherry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's it's I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be, you know, uh nice weather and not that, you know, not that cold, but they're calling for like high yeah, low fifties. Oh, low fifties. So, well okay. Right, right. So anyway. Right, let's let's do this, Tim, because I might have some shit to say about this this movie. Okay, well we got we're talking about four four well two movies in in detail, uh, and we did we a lot of people are going to go out and see these, and we figured if we if if we can get these two out in one episode, um, we can get a, a lot more people to come and take a listen. But we're going to be talking about uh, in detail the new James Bond movie Spectre, which came out last weekend. Was it last week? Yeah, last yeah. weekend. Um, the Peanuts, which also came out week, well l- last weekend as we're recording this one. on Rock- the on the sixth, I think, yeah, of November, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Rock Hello? the Casbah, and I saw All Things Must Pass, and I'll talk about those a little bit. Hello, hello. I hear you. Okay, there you are. <laughs> I, I I heard you come back on and say Casbah. <laughs> uh, Rock the oh, Casbah and All Things Must Pass. Those are two movies that okay. I'll be talking about that I saw. Just in all case right, I cut out. Let's let's start with the let's start with 007, all right? Beep, huge, huge James Bond fan. I love Bond. Always have, always will. Let's hear the the trailer for Spectre. Spectre. Wizarding world of Harry Potter and spectacular. Brought to you by Universal. More epic than ever. Universal Orlando Resort. Spectre. Spectre. <laughs> you had no authority. None. Mexico City. What were you doing there? I was taking some overdue holiday. 
matter what's going on, James. They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Magnificent, isn't she? Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. A few little tricks up her sleeve. Do one more thing for me. What do you have in mind? Maybe disappear. Tell me where he is. He's everywhere. You should go there. You're crossing over to a place where there is no mercy. You're protecting someone. Get away from me! Why should I trust you? Because right now, I'm your best chance of staying alive. This organization, do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. And do you know who links them all? You came across me so many times, yet you never saw me. What took you so long? Is this really what you want? Living in the shadows? Hunting? Being hunted? Always alone? I don't stop to think about it. I don't even know where to start, Tim, with this one. This, um, I loved Skyfall. Skyfall it was such a great Bond movie. Um, everything about it was great. Great villain. Uh, it was pretty. That movie was pretty uh, spot on with the story. It was a tight story. And then we get this one, which. <laughs> is very much like Quantum of Solace, where it's all over the place. And, and and the funny thing is, is Quantum of Solace, I remember seeing Quantum of Solace and thinking, man, this movie is so long. Quantum of Solace is an hour and 48 minutes. This movie like, is two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just as convoluted. Um I understand when I saw this a second time and I, and I picked up on things and I was able to piece the story together a little better, but I just found that there were too many people coming in and out of the story that had, that just really didn't need to be there. Um, so it, there, there was a lot of just extraneous stuff in this movie that I just found to be um, excessive and uh, unnecessary and in the end i think hurt the film overall <sighs> okay i you're right skyfall was one of was, was his best is, is his best one to date so far yes now before you go on just i, okay. I will say i didn't think this was a bad movie i just didn't think it was a great movie that's what i'm telling people is i liked it 
I didn't love it. Yeah. That's what I'm telling people. And I even did my micro uh, movie review. I said, blah, just blah. Like, that's how I feel. This movie to me, Daniel Craig, you know how I was when when he, he was cast as Bond, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's blonde hair. Oh, I, remember, I remember you. And remember you, tried, you tried to deny it for a while. You're like, no, I never said that. I'm like, yeah, you did. He still, like, like Pierce to me, is, I, I love Pierce. I love Roger Moore. I love them all. You know, I guess Daniel Craig to me sometimes. They, like in this one, my problem was not enough Bond that I love. I love yeah. the action. I love the gadgets. I love the one-liners. This to me was constantly traveling, going somewhere, talking. But every time he picked up a gun, which was hardly was not was which wasn't much. When he mm-hmm. fired at somebody and killed somebody, I loved it. He does a kick-ass Bond when he's Bond. There were a lot of great action sequences in this and i mean and that's that's why you go to bond you go to bond to see the action sequences and at least that's why i, I go see bond absolutely um, and and there were and there were some uh, some killers like that like the the opening sequence which uh, in in its entirety i thought was a little weak but that the fight on the helicopter i thought was really cool that was cool going up upside down, but you could see the CGI screen here yeah. and there, which was kind of like hard, like you know, to watch sometimes. And I liked, I liked the opening sequence, which was, which they made it look like it was one long shot for about three or four minutes. And when I went and saw it the second time, like because you, you see characters sort of come in and out, and when I saw it the second time, I was sort of playing a little game, like let's see if I can find the the guy in the white suit first and let me see if I can find the guy in the skeleton suit. Let me see if I can see them before they actually focus in on him. And, and it was, it was actually kind of cool looking for that stuff. The, the, the second time I saw the movie. Did, um, did you notice like when I saw it for the first time, him walking on top of the buildings, I thought it was CGI. Like sometimes he was walking and I saw his foot wasn't lining up it, right to where it should be. I the way that he the way that they shot it, I have a feeling it was green screened. Yeah, yeah. It the, didn't and, look- I, and I did notice that I did notice that a little bit uh during a few sequences where you could tell that it was like it wasn't shot on location, it was green screened. Um but it, it didn't, didn't it didn't, didn't look didn't look natural, but yeah. it didn't take it away from the cool scene. It just didn't look natural. Yeah, it wasn't. It it was just sort of. It was just like, oh, I, that looked green green screen. It wasn't. It wasn't as perfect. Like when um, you know, when you see Casino Royale, that the the sequence where he and the the during the the opening action sequence where the guys are fighting way up on the building that's being built up on the sky, um, yeah. the, the scaffolding and stuff. Yeah, you that stuff was all green screen, but for some reason that seemed more realistic to me than this. Yeah, and that was done ten years ago. I guess, and then after that, I mean, once you hear the um, Bond song, yeah, if you don't, if you don't like the um, Bond song, you're not going to like the movie. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this song uh, was not that good. The Sam Smith song was bad. I mean, I, I understand, like, like there are some Bond songs that are more ballady, and the, and this this was this was a ballad one. And, but I was just like, God, it it's. I don't know. I, I mean, Sam Smith is talented. I, I saw him in concert back in uh, this the spring. I think he came through Nashville. I saw saw him, and he's talented. He's good, but not this song was boring. 
I just saw. I just I just watched watched Fallon and he was on there. He's on Saturday Night Live this weekend, which is the twenty no fourteenth, mm-hmm. and and on he he seems like you know he's a talented guy. But I just wasn't a fan of the song. Like the, the Bond song didn't sound like a Bond song to me, and I should have known after that. Like it was, it was. I I think I wanted to like it so much, maybe yeah. to I love Bond. And there's 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 scenes that that brought me back to like to like the actual Goldeneye game, mm. like when he's picking off people from like you know one mile, two miles back with one shot because <laughs> Bond never misses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was cool, cool as shit. Like that to me, I was like, "Oh, here we go." But then, twenty minutes on a, on a train, and then they're talking, and then it's like, "Oh my god, get somewhere, do something, Bond." For me, I kind of felt like this. This was like a retelling of Doctor No in a lot of ways, and in in a, in actually in more more than a lot of ways, Quantum of Solace, which I which I I've I've stated I think is the weakest of the. Of these. It was all, almost like a mirror image of of that movie. It was almost like they they just took that movie, they took the major plot points and rewrote them and put out this movie because that movie was all just a reaction to Vesper Lynn dying and him wanting to go and find and get get revenge. And this one was all a reaction to M dying and him going to want to get revenge. And at the end of Quantum of Solace, he goes finds this guy in this in this desert. Uh, you know, a desert compound that's in the middle of nowhere and the compound blows up and then the guy gets out and then eventually dies. And this is the same thing. He's, he goes and he finds in this desert compound and the place blows up and then he, he crawls away and then he gets him again. So that's, that's you're absolutely right. But there is, I mean, that part where it's actually Blofeld, the, the, the embalmed Donald Pleasance guy from the old Bond movies. Yeah. Was kind of neat. I liked how it tied back to the original Bonds. It showed you how he got his cool scar, yeah. Which was which was kind of neat. I liked how it brought back some shit from the old movies. Like he, even him wearing the um, white tuxedo on the um, train reminded me of Sean Connery a lot. There was a lot of there was a lot of great callbacks to the series, and 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 I do. I do think that it's uh, that this that this was a suitable. I wish it was a better movie, but I do think it was a suitable wrap up for the Daniel Craig era. Yeah, well, yeah, because it kept on showing you all the villains from the past four movies. Yeah, like little photos of shit here and there, and he's signed on for five. And I do want him just to make one more, but make it like 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 Goldeneye, make it like go out on top of of. I yeah, I wish, I wish, I mean. I would like to see him come back. I think it sort of seems like he's not going to. I think he's well. His attitude lately has been, you know, only for the money, and that he's a womanizer, never again. Yeah, yeah something. I don't. It seems weird. I wonder if he's like self sabotaging, like trying to get out of his contract. Maybe like he wants to do other things. Because I, I, I mean, this, this was a, a 11, 12 year commitment for him to do all these movies. So. I think he's right. and, and if you think about if you think about Daniel Craig and the movies he's made over the past 10 years it's it's James Bond and he did that um he did that other one the uh Girl with the Dragon Tattoo which I would love to see the sequels to that I hope they make those um but he hasn't done a whole lot other than that in terms of memorable movies so well, I think he's I think that's what he wants I think he wants just wants to go out and do different stuff 
I know that they, that's what's sad about like like these 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 cool roles that these these guys make. And I would if you offer me Bond, I'll play it till I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? As long as you pay me to to be James Bond, I'm doing. Yeah, but the it. thing is, is you say that, and then someone says, "Hey, Chris, can you play James Bond?" What? <laughs> I just shit my pants. Sorry, <laughs> you said until you pants. shit your pants, and now you did it. You're no longer playing Bond. <laughs> no. no. Oh, squeak. Oh. And then goes to your brother. Hey, Bobby, would you like to play Bond? I certainly would. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> Bobby Bond. <laughs> I I love I just I love everything about Bond, but this one I like it. I didn't love it, and it, yeah. it's, it's it's sad. There it's, are some great stuff. Uh, I'll say that I thought that uh, the that fight with Batista in the on the train. Holy cool. crap! That was cool as shit, and that's I like how he was an actual Bond villain with like razor blade thumbnails. Yeah, yeah, like they they gave him yeah he he would he would squeeze out your eyes. That was his yeah, th- and I like, thought that was great. Yes, he had, he had some kind of Bond villain sign, you know. He had an he, he had an eye job hat on his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cut liked- your eyes right out. Yeah. I liked that they brought Mr. White back. He was Mr. White had featured through. He wasn't. I don't think he was in the last one, but he was. He was featured heavily in uh, the first two, and then this one. Um, he was the. He was the guy that's uh, that shot himself. The the, yeah. the guy who I who I didn't realize it was him. I thought that was. I thought that was a different actor for some reason, and then when I, I was like, oh crap, uh, I love Monica Bellucci. She's Even hot. though she's, I heard she's she's the oldest Bond girl now ever. She's fifty, I think. She yeah, she's fifty. Because I'm fifty. Yeah, no, she's hey, she, I'm fine with that. She, she was yeah, she she was she was hot and uh and Leah Leah Sado who plays the main Bond girl. I she, I like her. She was in she was in this ridiculously long, boring erotic film called Blue Is the Warmest Color, which I I sat through uh once and she's hot in that with blue hair and damn it she's hot in this too there's like there's that little tooth gap which i think is pretty sexy so you can just put it right in there right (laughs) well i'm not gonna answer that (laughs) but uh, overall overall uh, there there were there were a lot of great scenes in this movie um but the story itself i thought was just uh, it, it was just a retelling of a thousand Bond movies we've already seen, and yeah, yeah. at the end, at the end, it, it left you. It left you like, eh. like I, I remember. I remember going when I saw Casino Royale the first time. I think I told you this when I saw that movie. I had to the first time. I had to pee so bad. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I I could not leave the theater to go pee because I was like, oh my god. Like I was on the edge of my seat, and I, 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 I probably should have just took the cup that I was drinking and peed in the cup. Um, and this one, and and the same thing with uh, with Skyfall, edge of my seat the whole movie. This one, by the end of it, I was like, okay, let's get this over with. It was long. It took a long time to get to the end, and there's there's a scenes that were just so cool, badass, cool when he's shooting, when he's escaping from that big thing in the desert. And, and you shoot people like two miles away, one shot and they're down. Yeah. And the and the car and him being all cool. I like when when Daniel Craig is Bond, 
like like badass Bond. He's 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 yeah. he's fucking awesome. But I, it takes it takes a long time. I tr- I tried to watch Skyfall. I don't own it. I, it was on Netflix. They took it off Netflix. And uh, but I did watch Casino Royale recently, which it was just so great. And I and I watched Quantum of Solace, which is you know okay. Uh, just to get geared up for this movie, uh, but yeah, it's I was just disappointed, and and I and I try not to go into movies with too high of an expectation, and with with this one, I I did not go in there with that because I, I I knew that they had taken some missteps with Quantum, so I knew that that was a possibility. So I I went in there kind of like okay, let's just see what it is, and it left me a little cold. Left me. It cold. did. It did. And which which I'm I'm amazed that it. It is the biggest like movie opening ever in the UK or the Bond movie. It's mm. it broke records over there, and over here it didn't do as good as they thought. Well, it was the second. They said it was the second best Bond opening ever, uh, behind Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah, uh, but I think I, I honestly I think I think that uh, word of mouth uh, and 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 also like Skyfall. Skyfall was a was a solid five. Well, I think uh, that's I think, you could they could go see over and over and over again. And this one, this one, you kind of have to see twice, maybe three times to put the story together. If if you're not really paying attention, just be like, what the heck is going on? I think Skyfall ruined the rest of the Bond films for him. But that <laughs> uh, that movie was so goddamn good. It was you, too good of a movie. Yeah. If you this is this is this is this is how you make movies. If if you sign on for four movies. The first really good. The second one has to be better. The third one has to be as good as the second one, and the fourth one has to be the best. Yeah, well, it's it's that's it's how shitty. it should be. That's very rarely how it is. Well, go ahead. How many popcorns, Tim, for um, Spectre? For this, I would give it three and a quarter. Three and a quarter popcorns. I am giving it. Carlos Bond, and I, I do love Bond. No matter wh- whenever I, ha- I hear the theme, I, I get chills. <laughs> um, I'm giving it three point double oh seven. So that's how many popcorns okay. I'm giving it. <laughs> which what's a, what's the point double oh seven of a popcorn kernel? I have no that's, idea. Uh, yeah, that's less than less than one percent of a popcorn. Exactly. So Spectre, it's it's good, but I just want it more. You know. Yeah. Are you gonna buy it on DVD or Blu-ray? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, but not not right away. I wait till it's you know Black Friday sale for like which actually Mad uh, Mad Max is on sale Black Friday for seven bucks Blu-ray. Ooh, hey. So yeah, there's a lot of cool shit out there. That I'm gonna get on on Black Friday. Mad Max. All right, let's go to the next film, which I was excited to see this movie. I was looking forward to this one as well. It is called the Peanuts movie, and it's not about n- peanuts. <laughs> it's just about nuts. It's just about nuts. Here we go. Brought to you by Universal again. Parks featuring the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and spectacular resort hotels. More epic than ever. Universal Orlando Resort. Peanuts. Oh, peanuts. One of those stars is my star. And I know that my star will always be there for me. Like a comforting voice saying, don't give up, kid. 
just hope this new kid has never heard of me. It's not often you get the opportunity to start over with a clean slate. This time, things will be different. Charlie Brown needed a miracle. I just need to know the secret for doing something great. What he got huh? was Snoopy. No job. This November. Look out, world. Here I come. If you really want to impress people, you need to show them you're a winner. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I got money on my mind. I Okay, Snoopy, let's do this. Are you serious? Mike Schroeder. Sally. Linus. Hey, Charlie Brown. Peppermint Patty. Two, no, three. Big Ben. Lucy. You blockhead. Snoopy. And Charlie Brown. The new kid is coming. She's not that pretty. Charles Schultz and the creators of Ice Age and Rio. Hey! Comes the incredible story. There's the guy who's going places. Of an underdog. I can't believe I'm about to talk to the new girl. <sighs> and his dog. Hello? <laughs> she said hello! A Peanuts movie. I wonder if there's anyone out there in the world who does not like peanuts. Uh, whoever they are, they're assholes. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, it's like you cannot like be alive today. I guess if you're a, a newborn kid, I guess yeah. who doesn't like the peanuts from the from your from your childhood and from everything every Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween special. You you watched it no matter what day it was, no matter what you were doing, you watched yeah. it live. I think uh, I think for people a little younger than us, I think it's it's. Uh, I don't think they hold the those specials in high regard, or I should say, as much high regard as say we did, and maybe those that are a little younger than us. Um, I think for us, especially the peanuts, uh, when it came. I mean, I, I read the I read the comic strips all the time. Oh yeah, me too. I, I get we'd get our copy of the morning call every morning and the Sundays, and I, I read the comic strips every day. Religious. Who's your favorite character, character Tim, from Peanuts? Uh, I'm Franklin. <laughs> was he even in this? Franklin, yeah, Franklin was in this, and and, and Pigpen, Pigpen. Well, he, those you know two what? I think are funny. Yeah, mine was is always been Snoopy, obviously, but Pigpen is my close second. I've yeah. always just liked. How he was just always filthy and dirty and nasty, but he was just so nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a a, a, a friend of mine at, uh, at, at years ago gave me a pig pig pen action figure. They made they made action figures for all the the peanuts, and they gave me a, a pig pen action figure um, that you could when you wa- when you got him wet, his his dirt would come off, but when he dried off, the dirt would come back. 
Oh, that's so awesome. I it was really that. cool. Yeah, this is going back maybe about 10 years ago, and I don't know whatever happened to it. It's, I guess in one of my moves, it, it disappeared. But, yeah, he came He came with a little base. Uh, like, because if you, if you look at the, um, like, some of the soundtrack albums, like, I'm looking at one right here on Amazon, Peanuts Greatest Hits, and it shows Pigpen playing playing his bass and he's got the he's got the dirt all in well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention any names obviously for people out there but pig pen was such a great character that i named an old employee of the movie theater pig pen i nicknamed him that oh uh <laughs> I, I know <laughs> i know who you're talking about he wasn't uh-huh. there when i was there he was there before i worked there and we all know why but he, Big Pen has always been a, a, a in the back of my brain since I began to be peanuts. <laughs> yeah, I loved this movie. I I went into it and I I, I thought that I think I think this movie appeals to, to two different ages. I think it appeals to a us uh, the ones that grew up watching the, the specials on TV, and I think that this movie will appeal to, probably to kids 11 and under but i think when you get above 11 i have a feeling some kids would think that this was a little too baby uh, i i agree tim i love this movie I, and i think everything about it the, the story and the characters and the animation and and, yeah. and, the, and it brings it back to some scenes of the red baron and the football and and, and the psychiatrist is in the shit that you remember like you just read it yesterday yeah and, and my my daughter's fifteen, and she I think you're right. Like she was at that age where everything that was happening on screen, and I'm laughing at. She would like, like she would like think like, why are you laughing at that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, and and you know again, maybe I think a, a, even even if you did show her the the things as a kid, uh, I I just think that um, yeah, I, I think that kids over maybe eleven, maybe twelve. I would just look at this as being a little too baby, and I and I have a feeling that that people up into their twenties and maybe even up you know up until thirty because may not have the same reverence for the peanuts that we do, right. partly because um, you know that they do they do show the you know peanuts Thanksgiving and the peanuts Christmas and you know it's a it's a great. crazy halloween peanuts or whatever they call them <laughs> great pumpkin <laughs> oh, that one <laughs> it's a, it's a crazy halloween charlie brown for us you know those weren't on video when we were kids so when they were on yeah. tv you had to wait and then when they came on dvd it's like in in you can get them on netflix and that sort of yeah. stuff so the 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 uh i think the 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 wanting the the, the absence of them just what isn't there for for people a bit younger than us so it was always there if you wanted to watch peanuts yeah we got the dvd we bought it last week for four bucks at target and you're right like that's what takes it takes away the nostalgia of it yeah it takes away the rarity of it uh, yeah you had to be there there on cbs and sitting on on your carpet floor waiting to see the great pumpkin i can i can remember years where we missed it and it was like, oh my god, I have to wait a whole year yeah. to see it. We missed. Hell yeah. It. So, but and and now now nowadays it's on like so much earlier. Like like it's like I think the Halloween one was was almost like at the end of like September. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's always on so early. It's like during Valentine's it, Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like, like I, 
maybe I mean maybe they showed them around that time when when we were kids also we just didn't realize it because we every night we every every night we we spent watching TV or what have you so you know as 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 things were getting closer to the holidays you just didn't realize it now it's you know we're we're so busy and it's like all of a sudden it's like what that's on tonight like yeah. Halloween's not for another three weeks right did you stay for the whole credits um. Not the first time. The second time, um, yeah. What happened at the end? Uh, there, I, I know that they they showed all the all the, the Snoopy family and yes, which I always loved how they had like Spike and had they had the real yeah. fat Snoopy, whoever that one is. Like I love seeing all the Snoopy characters and family members at the end, and I saw it in three D, which was really good. Yeah, I saw it in two D and I saw it in three D. I, I will say the 3D is good, but it is not necessary. It's ami- it's animated so well that you get the 3D sense. Uh, regardless, you you get that sense of depth. But when they do the Red Baron stuff, that's really yeah. where it comes out. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, that that's. I mean, the whole it, it was a stormy night. Like everything that you've read in the comics is up there on screen. And it's so damn good. I, I really enjoyed the, this movie a lot, Tim. I have a feeling they went out of their way to make Peppermint Patty less lesbian. That was always a rumor that Peppermint Patty and who's the other who's her uh, who's her friend? Who's her? You know what is that? What is their name? Uh, yeah, her. They always thought that they were like the. The, the lesbian Mar- duo of the peanuts. Is, is Marcy the one with the gla- the glasses? I think you're right. Yes, I yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but they 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 the Peppermint Patty was the tomboy, and Marcy was just sort of the nerd girl that would hang out with the tomboy because that'd be the only person to hang out with. But yeah, there was always that thing where where uh, where pep where you thought Peppermint Patty was uh, you know a lesbian, but in this one, it's sort of seemed like they were going out of their way like hey hey uh, hey charlie brown i'm gonna save a dance for you and like well, hey well, chuck thought, what's going on i thought that's how it was in the comics like you always saw her liking him a lot i don't i don't remember that if that was the case that's something that 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 i never noticed but it just it just sort of felt like they were going to a little out of their way to say no 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 she's not a lesbian she's all about chuck <laughs> she she wants chuck's uh his like, name is Chuck, and she's down to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many popcorns, Tim, for peanuts? I loved it. I gave this four. Tim, um, I'll be right behind you, like Marcy behind, <laughs> behind her. I give it a four. The Grim Reacher reap around. Yeah, I gave it four also. I had a good time, and even Spectre or this, which one I, I would see again first, is probably peanuts. Yeah. I uh, I I thought I I think this movie is a lot of fun. If if any of our listeners have have, as we said, kids eleven and under, bring them to see this. It's so much fun. There's so oh, yeah. much neat stuff going on in this movie. Um, I hope they make a sequel. I, it'll be interesting if they make a sequel because I have to completely recast it because this movie was cast with all kids and the kids' voices were dead on to what you remember from your childhood. Pretty close. Yeah. Pepper, yeah. I, I remember Peppermint Patty having a little bit more of a butch voice. Um, Hi, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. What's going on? <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, they, everybody sounded really good. I think 
Chuck sounded okay. I thought Sally sounded exactly like Sally from the old cartoons. My little baboo. So. And I, I actually told, told my kids, if I don't hear the um, parents talking in their want, want, want voice, yeah. I'm out of here. And right away, like early on in the movie, there was there was a, a parent which was like want, 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 and I was loving it. It's, I mean, it is difficult to to recapture what made those other specials special. I I remember they on Netflix watching one peanut special that was made sometime in the nineties and you watch it and it was like, it was really weird. Like Linus had a little, had like a younger brother and there were all these like new characters and it just didn't feel the same way. There was, they made things too modern. I remember uh, that. I remember that a little bit. You know, yeah. like they were talking on, they may have been talking on cell phones or on cordless phones and like this one, everything was classic. Like even, even down to, down to uh, Charlie Brown's shoes. I mean, they just look like old shoes that you would see kids wearing in the fifties. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, Tim. It, it's go take your kids. I mean, seriously, if you if you like the peanuts when you were a child, you're gonna love it now. Yeah, so. it's, it's really it's really great. It's really great. It's 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 worth it's worth the price of admission. All right, Tim. That's all I saw. What did you see? <laughs> okay, I saw two movies. I saw one that I didn't think I was going to end up seeing. But luckily, it was playing at a particular time. It's already out of theaters, I think. It's uh, Rock the Casbah with uh, yeah. Bill Murray. Um, not a good, not a great movie. Not a not not even a very good movie. It was pretty pretty boring. When it started out, I thought it was going to be good. It's it, he basically plays a a music promoter who used to be re- used to be popular. Used to used to have a career. But he's fallen on hard times, and he gets this idea to promote his singer uh, over in the Middle East as, on like USO tours, and and he figured that he could make some money that way. And when he goes out there, he sees like a American Idol kind of contest, and then it turns into a different movie where he finds this he finds this uh, Muslim girl who's supposed to be having her face covered and finds that she has a voice and he, he puts her on TV and it's based on a true story. Um, so it has to, it has a lot to do with like freedoms and, and you know, just personal liberties and that kind of stuff. But it just, it was a message movie, but it just kind of fell a little fat, flat, a little fat, a little flat. <laughs> it right. was, I, it had, it had some good parts. Uh, Bill Murray's really great. Uh, Bruce Willis is in it. And, you, you, you still like Bruce Willis, don't you? I know, but I know he's a dick. I know. That's the, I, I'm generally pretty cool with separating the actor from their characters and be trying stepping back and being able to watch it and enjoy it for what it is. There's something about Bruce Willis over the past, I'd say, five or six years. He's just phoning it in. Am I right? He's, he phones it in. You can tell yeah. he just doesn't care. Um, I've, I've heard about his behavior on sets, not just Kevin Smith, but other people like he got, he got kicked off of the, the late, the new Woody Allen movie. It's like, how, how, how much of an asshole do you have to be to get kicked off of a Woody Allen movie? Well, I I heard a big story. He's on Broadway now, misery. Mm. 
and I heard there's a rumor that I think it's some Lori Metcalf. I think is is the Kathy Bates role. Yeah, <clears throat> there's a rumor that he doesn't memorize anything. He has a gigantic ear piece in his ear, and she has all of her lines memorized. And she would tell a line, and there'd be like a thirty second pause, and someone's reading him the script, where he just repeats what he's hearing on Broadway. <sighs> I go. know. I I would love to, you know, <laughs> I would love yeah. to see John McClane, you know, but I heard he's a dick. And and yes, and it's sad to say. I mean, he was he's he was my icon, you know, Moonlighting and Die Hard. I mean, I love him, but yeah, I think fame has gotten to him and he just became there's just a jerk, you know? Yeah. I'm going to look him up. I I think Bruce Willis. However, did you hear there's a rumor of the next Die Hard 6 movie? There, there's, there, there, there's a script and it sounds pretty darn cool. And I, I'm liking the idea if if it's it's made and if he does it right. I haven't seen the last two. I have not seen a Die Hard movie since Die Hard 3. And I can care less. You are an ass. I can Come care on. less. I just don't care. Now let me let me look here. I, I'm, I'm, this is me just looking at the last ten years of Bruce Willis. I don't I don't want to make this into a gigantic Bruce Willis conversation, but just looking at I'll say I will go back to 2005. Okay. I liked Lucky Number Eleven. I liked. He had a small part in the Planet Terror movie in Grindhouse, which I thought was cool. Uh, uh, surrogate sucked cop out sucked I know he was in Expendables but I didn't, I didn't see Expendables till 3 um, Cold Light of Day that's right he was in that that was awful that was that was, that was was the movie I listed as the worst movie of 2012 that was awful he was shitty in Moonrise it. Kingdom even though I thought that was a good movie G.I. Joe not so much. The second G.I. Joe, he was it was better than the first. But honestly, his best his best role in the last ten years, Looper. That was good. Yes, everything else has been sh- shit. But it, it's I I don't care if it's if he's in it. I'm gonna go see yeah. it. Or, see, except if it's Rock the Cashbox. He used he used to be he used to be someone that I was like, oh, Bruce Willis has a movie coming out. I gotta go see it. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's one that I'm just like. Eh. And then if you even go back even further, I mean, it's just like, it just just doesn't, he just hasn't been making good movies. So I think, I think some of it has to do with his behavior on sets. I think people are avoiding him. So he's, he's, he has to kind of just sort of anyway. So there's that movie. If I had to give it a rating one and a half, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't very good. Okay. But I, I did see this 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 documentary I saw it yesterday. All things must pass. The rise and fall of Tower Records, um, and I loved it. I loved it. Colin Hanks. That's that I think is right up your alley. That that. Kind oh of yeah. Movie. Oh yeah. Um, all thing. Colin Hanks. Tom Hanks' son directed this documentary, and it is so good. I'm a big music guy, and I'm I'm also a big defender of music physical music going and actually buying your music whether it's on cd or vinyl or what have you and i we didn't have a tower records in town but there were tower records near us there was one in king of prussia there were a couple in philadelphia 
And the one on South Street, I loved. I loved that one on South Street. I would go down there, you know, in high school, we'd go down there and I, I must have bought a hundred CDs in that place. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I, you know, I was, there was a, there was a big snowstorm in Philly and I remember going down there and the big tower record sign that was outside of the store, the, the South Street store. I was there the night that sign fell off. Uh, I, I didn't. I was there the night. I wasn't there when it fell off. It fell off a little later. Like it was really windy. It was really cold. It was snowing, and some friends and I had gone with like what we would do on you know every at least twice a month. We'd go down to South Philly and down to South Street and walk around. We were kids in high school. We we didn't have any. There wasn't a whole lot to do, so we we, we rotated. We did different things. And going to Tower Records was always like psh, that was always number one on the list. You had to go there. Um, you could find everything there. I loved, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved going to the ones in New York. The one, the first one that was in New York. I remember going there a bunch of times, buying stuff. I remember buying a uh, uh, a police, uh, the the best of Sting and the Police at at the one up there, and it came with, it came with a little Japanese mini disc of them doing do 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 in Japanese. Which that's that's cool. And Dave was a big, st- big, big, police, oh, yeah. big, the biggest police fan, and he didn't have that song. I remember, I remember lending it to him, or, or at least getting getting him the MP3, I think, of that. And um, yeah, so for me, Tower Records was the greatest. And when I go into places like there's an Fye down, or at least it was last year when I went down to Philly, their Fye in one of the old Tower Records in Philadelphia, and you walk around there, and it's just like. You can see how great that store used to be, yeah. And now it's just kind of falling apart. And then, and there was one, there was one here in um, Nashville that turned in FYE. And when I would walk into that store, you could see how great the store used to be, and you could see how far it fall. They've since that store has since been closed and actually literally torn down, and a, and a hotel has been put in its place. Um, so I was I was watching this movie. Just for me, it was it really was like a walk down memory lane. I remember going and buying all sorts of tapes and CDs at these places. And I remember the going to the one in Lincoln center and the last, the last CD I ever bought at tower records was a CD from this uh, acoustic duo of the wood brothers. <laughs> and I remember buying it on the last day that the, 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 the Lincoln center store was open. And it was just sad. You'd walk in there. Everything was empty. They had like, there was nothing on the racks. And that was the last thing. And it was, I bought it for like five bucks and just remember walking out and just being so, it was just really sad. So watching this movie, I, I, it was, it was, it was fun to see all that stuff when it was at its top. It was fun to, I always wanted to work at a tower records at all because they always had the, the staff I always thought was great. Um, and it was just really sad. And, and I worked for borders, borders books, um, which also went out of business much in the same way as, as tower records. And it, it was kind of the same thing when borders was closing. It was, it was also a sad thing. So while it wasn't quite the same, it was like watching this, it, it reminded me a lot of borders books as it, as it was going out and closing and, and a lot of people, you know, I'm on a Facebook group called, you know, former border, basically former borders employees. And it's just a lot of reminiscing. So it's very sad. Uh, I actually teared up near the end of it. 
But oh my god, uh, Tim! I did, Tim I did. Tim it because it, 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 it reminded me. It reminded me of like when music mattered to people. It, nowadays, it's like there. There's so many things that I, I know that there that there are a lot of people that you know will say that this and that about music and how there's nothing good out, but there's good stuff out there. A lot. There, there's a lot of reasons why you can't find what you're looking for anymore. There's a lot of reasons why music sales have declined, and part of it has to do with um, lack of availability nowadays in terms of physical music. I buy less music now than I ever did because it's just it's hard to find what you're looking for, and it's hard it's hard to, right. it's hard to find new music because um, since there's less out there there's it's harder to find and some people are saying well it's easier to find with the internet but for people like me it's it's you know it's not so it was it was it was a really great documentary i know i've gone on way too long about this uh really great documentary sad sad to see it and i did tear up but i loved it i thought i thought colin hanks did a phenomenal job and i'm sure this is going to show up on netflix in the next few months so if you see this on netflix or if you see this on demand and you are a, someone who who loved going to Tower Records and loved buying CDs and the whole culture of around like record stores and that sort of stuff. Check it out because it's such a great, such a great documentary. I would give this um, four and a half. Oh shit! That, that this high? is this may end up when when we do our end of year top top ten list. This may end up in my in my top ten. Yeah, this was it was so, so good, so good, really great documentary. Did you hear? You saw Snowpiercer when it came out, and I saw it just recently, a couple of months ago. Yeah. Did you hear they make a TV show now off of that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it good? What is it going to be on? Is it going to be on a network, or is it going to be kind of a syndicated kind of thing? I didn't notice. And I don't know if it's like a cable thing or like a sci-fi thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably going to be on sci-fi. I probably won't watch it. I like that. I, I like the. I mean, if I do watch it, I'll, I'll wait for it to show up on online to watch the whole season in its entirety. I, I hate watching stuff on TV. Actually, I can't watch anything on TV. I don't even have TV hooked up to my to my television. Well, this this might be this Friday is ooh, Friday thirteenth. This this might be the first weekend since I can remember where I might not have time or access to go see a movie over the weekend. Yeah. There's well, nothing really out there that comes out like that. I'm dying to see either. There's like, the, the the 33, which, as we said in our last episode, that's the one about the Chilean miners. Yeah, they yeah. show you the whole movie in the trailer. They show I you know. that they get out at the end, and they they even are having interviews. I just saw an interview today with on I think Conan had on um, Lou Diamond Phillips saying that no one died. <laughs> that people were just injured here and there, and seventeen days they were eating tuna fish and water. Like everyone's telling me what happened. Like you know, yeah, if, it's just that, in, I, I know yeah. what happens. I'll see the by, movie. I will see it. By the sea with Brad Pitt and Angelina, which looks, I don't know, looks like something they were just bored and they just filmed it and then they put it out in theaters. Well, I don't know. No, I have a feeling that that's good. It's it's coming out in limited release. I have a feeling that that is. You know, it's she. She directed it, so I think I think it's it's something that they just made on the cheap. You know, he's starring in it, and she's directing it. And they they managed to get a couple million bucks together to to do a to do a film. 
I think Love the Coopers looks pretty darn amusing and funny. I George think that looks Flynn, okay. Uh, Diane Keaton. Oh yeah, that does look that does look fun. I'll I'll I, it's a Christmas movie, and I'm starting to get in the Christmas the Christmas uh, sort of state of mind. So that that will be fun to see. What else is coming out? It, it'll, because uh, oh, Mockingjay comes out soon, so that'll yeah. probably be on their next. Yeah. Our next next one of Mockingjay and the night before and Secret in Their Eyes and Legend and yeah, so this is kind of like the episode before the episode. Before the holiday comes out soon. Good What? Creed movie. What's that about? Creed. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Oh, and the good the good dinosaur try not to cry during the the new trailer that I just saw. Oh my god. The new trailer? New, new, N E W. N-E-W, new, brand new. <laughs> I've seen it. I, th- I, I have seen it. I, no. And they're and they're because they're, they're actually talking now, like the dinosaurs and the, and the animals talking, and, and it's just so sad and sweet. I cannot wait to see the see that movie. It uh, well, you know, uh, I'll I'll have to remember as as we uh, as we get closer. I'll, I'll bring this up now. They make this they make this movie seem like evolution just went on as normal because the the uh, the asteroid didn't hit earth and kill all the dinosaurs but if the asteroid didn't hit earth it, humans wouldn't have been created and there's all there's all sorts of stuff like scientific scientifically that I'm like just because the asteroid didn't hit doesn't mean that evolution is going to exist at like it like now humans probably wouldn't have existed if the if the if the um, you know, because that, that caused the ice age and that caused all sorts of different things in terms of evolution to kill off the dinosaurs. So dinosaurs and humans would never have coexisted had that asteroid not hit the Earth. So the, when I saw that, I'm like, fucking a. <laughs> but it's what? Pixar, so I'm gonna love it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna love it. All right, well, Tim, I guess that's about does it, man. That's we, about that. Yeah, this yeah. is. I, I, I had hoped I had, I had honestly hoped for a bigger episode for Spectre, but um, it was uh, it. we 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 were kind of running out of time, and we wanted to. I, we initially, I think, we said on the last episode maybe maybe do a special episode on it, but it didn't work out that way. So quit your bitching. If it was if it was good enough to talk about, we would have had you know another person, but there's nothing really. Well, I mean, I, I mean, there, there's, there's a, there's a million things to say about that movie. One thing, one thing that I did notice about Spectre, last thing, and I, and I did send the, the text to, to you about uh, the one guy, Mark Coulier, um, being the prosthetics guy, but Mark Coulier, I, I just uh, yeah. Star Wars dork. Uh, he was the guy that played Senator Ax- Askmo. In episode one, the the Re-Yi senator. So <laughs> I saw his name, like, oh, the Re-Yi senator from episode one. Oh, so that's that's what I noticed while watching that movie the second time, watching the credits. So anyway, so that's well, all right. Well, that's that's about it, Tim. Thanks for you know telling me some stories about movies that you saw and I <laughs> would probably I'll probably never see. You may see all things must pass if it if it if yeah. you see it on demand or HBO or something. You'll you'll watch it and you'll be like, oh. I say, oh, I'm crying too now. Yeah, you're not gonna miss unless well, they're it. <laughs> probably. Well, Tim, um, I got a question for you. Yeah. Please pass me the popcorn. 
Ooh, that's actually not really a question. That's a request. No, I was. I knew you were saying that. I was hoping you would because as soon as I was saying that, I'm like, Tim always says that's not a question. <laughs> that's a that's a command. Pass the popcorn. Tim, can you pass me the popcorn? That's a question, and yes, I will. Ooh. Thanks for listening to Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn is a NeoZaz.com production and part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcast and original entertainment, please visit NeoZaz.com. For all the latest news and information for Pass the Popcorn, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pass the Popcorn Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.